0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: Today is Sunday, September 22nd, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 333 makes me think of Larry Bird. It is featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Well, here we are again. Welcome to the Celtics beat. Hello everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope it's been a good week for you. Kaufman back with you to give it a dose of September Celtics talk, right? Because there aren't a lot of places that you can find that right now with the NFL season well underway. Baseball playoffs right around the corner for teams not named the Red Sox and the Celtics, you know, there, there just hasn't been a lot going on over the last month or so outside of, of course, the World Cup tournament. We talked plenty about that with Michael Pina last week from SB Nation. I encourage you to go back, check out that show. I promise you it's not dated because, again, you just haven't missed much at this point in training camp. We're just not quite there yet. But real basketball, it is on the horizon, and it's not only good to be with you, it's good to have the Boston Heralds' Mark Murphy here with us, good friend of this program. Mark, uh, almost time to get back to work for you, huh? It is. uh, Just sort of just sort of putting on warmer clothes
2: and stuff. So, you know, (laughs) that part sucks. Basketball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need to maximize the summer all we can. I I think it's you know, it's our fault. We should just live in a warmer climate. That's all.
2: Yeah. But I I, I'd find something to complain about down there, too. (laughs) There
1: there you you go. go. Uh, We're going to get to a lot, including some of uh, Ennis Cantor's comments to NBC Sports Boston this week, plus some changes that may be coming to the NBA as well. But uh, let's start with a little Twitter mailbag, because some people have been pelting us with questions. that work for you? Sure. All right. Well, here's a tough one out of the gate. This one comes from Dean. What's the Celtics' plan, do you think, if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do not show the improvement that's expected of them this year?
2: Well, I think a trade is always... In the works, uh, I think, especially Jalen Brown, um, although if Tatum has another year of not living up to his potential, I see no reason why they wouldn't try to send him somewhere too. But for the time being, I mean, you're depending on those two guys. Um, You know, I know Tatum, before he got hurt, showed, showed a little of the old Tatum in the world cup. I mean, he was attacking the rim more. He, uh, you know, he wasn't just settling for those maddening mid range jumpers. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you get to see more of that. Um, because he is a, an incredibly talented finisher. As far as Jalen, I think Jalen took some pretty good steps, uh, towards the end of last season after, being lost in the same vacuum as everybody else for most of the year. So it'll be interesting to see with him. I think Jalen's ceiling is lower than Tatum's. Uh, I'm not sure that what you see out of him now isn't basically the guy you're going to get with some incremental improvements. So it's a very good question.
1: Well, if that's the case, and I'll just I'll interject quickly before we get to our next Twitter submission – if that's the case for Jalen Brown, and he's not going to be too much more than what he has shown us so far in his NBA career, you know, just that, like you said, incremental improvement from year to year, but he's never a superstar or even necessarily an all-star, what kind of position does that put him in contractually, knowing that, of course, he's a restricted free agent this time next year, and some have speculated, hey, this guy could go four for 25, you know, or four twenty-five per, four for 100, is... Mm -hmm. Is that even remotely realistic? Even in today's economical climate of the NBA, is that realistic if he's not all that much better than he was last year?
2: No, I think he'll get the same treatment that basically everybody who's preceded him has gotten, which is they'll extend him a very basic offer, um, not what he thinks he's worth, and they'll go into next summer with him restricted. Uh, If you remember, smart ended up signing mm-hmm. for the money they originally offered him yeah, uh,
1: plus like two million dollars
2: hit it out of the park with another team
1: right and that was never going to happen here
2: no but
1: I, I I say you know the
2: I think the first guy you're gonna see that kind of approach take a, a differing approach taken with is probably Tatum provided he does something special this year.
1: Danny is wondering, and uh, pretty sure it's not Danny Ainge, if Gordon Hayward never gets back to his pre-injury stature, what should the Seas do with him?
2: Uh, you're stuck with him. <laughs> I, just, you know, two more years, ride it out. That, yeah, you've got that contract. Uh, you got to just make the most of it. I mean, I personally think, you know, you go back to what Paul George told Gordon, which is it takes two years to come back from that injury. George certainly came back on the high end of that equation. I mean, you know, you couldn't ask for any more than what Paul George is right now after that. Um, And I, I think Gordon's capable of getting back. I, I think his whole thing is confidence. I don't think it's physical. He, as you saw in the playoffs, he suddenly just sort of disappeared. And, you know, he, that burst to the rim he had, all of a sudden there was a lot of hesitation there that you saw earlier in the season from him. So I I think, you know, staying around here all summer, uh, doing all these early morning workouts, really sort of trying to become part of the Boston scene, uh, I think that all bodes well for him. I think, uh, I think he's really bonded with the situation. He's also not going to have... Uh, a certain teammate doubting him every other
1: <laughs> week. I was planning to uh, save this for later on in the show after all the Twitter questions. But what the hell, we're talking about the guy. We may as well keep doing it for a minute. There are a lot of people right. like yourself, you know, that are higher on Gordon Hayward now that he is two years removed from that leg injury. You mentioned obviously Paul George, Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, many others. They've all said they expect big things, or at least alluded to expecting big things out of Gordon this year. And new teammate Ennis Cantor, who I mentioned before, no exception. This is some of what he said to NBC Sports Boston this week.
0: What I think is Gordon Havers, you know, just I think he should definitely start in the All-Star game. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he got, well, I think, like you said, he had a very bad injury. And uh, what well, I think with his work ethic, uh, he's been doing an amazing job. I just actually played uh, against him today, and he looked amazing. Really good shape, he, he, a lot of confidence, and he, he felt so much so comfortable out there. And I played with that dude three and a half years Great. with Utah Jazz. And I, I know the guy. I know how hard he works how much he's willing to learn, and it makes his teammate better. And. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm definitely sure, definitely, I know an all-star game.
1: So, are you a believer too, to that extreme, that we could be talking about an all-star Gordon Hayward this year?
2: Uh when you look at the rest of the conference, there's probably going to be a few open,
1: you know, a few open
2: spots on the all-star level. Uh, if all goes as well as Cantor says, then sure. Um, hmm. And the other thing I would say about that is the opportunity is going to be there for Gordon to really produce because he's going to have to take over a lot of the functions that Al you know, Horford provided offensively. He's going to be, he's going to be the distributor. He's going to have space the floor. He, uh, you know, he's going to be much more of a point guard this year, I think. And if he can, you know, if he can finally get that jumper to drop, and you saw stretches where it did last year, I think I think that's going to be a very different Gordon Hayward from what you saw.
1: It's funny, Gary Washburn was on the show a couple weeks back, and kind of caught me off guard just because I I don't know I maybe it's me buying into the hype, maybe it's just believing that hey, after a couple of years, you are more like your old self, but. I've been under the mindset anyway that when you talk about starters, it's Kemba, it's Gordon, it's Jalen, it's Jason, and it's Cantor, And then you've got Marcus Smart back to coming off the bench because he doesn't care and he thrives in any role that you put him in. And I right. know that starters don't matter all that much because either way, you know, whether it's smart, whether it's whomever it is that's coming off the bench as a sixth man, that guy's still playing thirty minutes a night. So it, it doesn't it's it doesn't really matter. But Gary's opinion was that Gordon's actually the guy who's gonna keep coming off the bench and that those other guys are gonna be the starters and that you don't you don't take Marcus out of your starting unit after what you saw last year. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I think Gordon's gonna be a starter. I'd be more inclined if I had to pick somebody from that group to come off the bench, I'd pick Jalen. Hmm. Because you need smart as the balance to Kemba. Um, you need you need that defensive spark in a starting lineup and let's face it, they're not gonna be as good defensively. Um, especially with Cantor in there, although they'll maybe be better offensively with you know, this with some post presence. I don't know how much they want to have a post game. But I think I think Gordon's gonna to be too important. I think his playmaking skills and his shooting are gonna be really I mean, who who in that starting lineup and I'm, I'm including Tatum in there. Jalen, Marcus, I mean who's who's gonna be the best who's gonna be the best three point shooter in that lineup?
1: obviously if Tatum is what he was as a rookie, then he could be. But if he's what he, he was be. last year, then certainly not smart. I think he'll continue to approve, but he's not going to, you know, shoot at a 45% clip or anything like that, or even a 40% clip in all likelihood. So yeah, I mean, if he's as efficient and effective as he's been in the past, it could be Hayward.
2: Yeah. I think, I think that uh, the other thing about Horford was just how much value he provided spacing the floor. You know, he, yep. he was, You know, the perfect stretch five. Uh, You know, Gordon's not a five, but especially if you're going to have Cantor in the middle, you need somebody out in the wing. And I'd say that's Gordon.
1: Well, let's not forget, too. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before when he got here, but Brad Stevens has multiple times called Gordon Hayward, you know, basically wing Al Horford. So he he views him in, in that same make everybody around you better light and two-way play and all of it and I said when he got here and this is of course before the injury that I thought that Hayward was going to be the best not the best player on the team that certainly was you know projected to be Kyrie Irving but the best all around the best two-way player on the team and we just didn't get a a chance to see it, and last year he was a shell of himself. So on that, right. you know, let me turn this thing on its head a little bit. You know, you said if if Hayward is what he was last year, Celtics are stuck with him. He signed a four year deal, player option on that last one. Basically, lost the first two years to injuries. So now it's year three. If he mm-hmm. is what Cantor thought or thinks, and some other think, and and he's an all star here this season, should the Seas be worried about him opting out next summer? He'd have to have an incredible year, right? Because you're still talking about him uh, having no. another, I don't have it in front of me, but 35 or whatever million dollars coming his way in year four.
2: Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, I mean, you know, at uh, this time last year, people would have thought that Horford would be crazy to opt out.
1: Right. It uh, did happen.
2: You know, you never know. It happens. But I get the sense. I, I, I mean, you know, money changes everything, obviously. But I get the sense that uh, Hayward has really tried to buy in here. Uh, in part maybe out of a, you know, it's I'm not saying it's justifiable guilt, but maybe a little guilt that he's, the first two years of his contract, basically been stolen.
1: Right. Well, and there, so, there may be a, a loyalty to brand element, too. Maybe. Yeah. It could be.
2: It could be. And that's something, to be quite frank, that this franchise needs after what happened last summer.
1: Right. Well... You know, going on with the bench, because we know, like, it's it's Gordon, it's Marcus, or like you said, it's Jalen. One of those guys is coming off the bench at least more often than not, unless Brad is just consistently shuffling his starting five. So this question comes from someone who just has the Twitter handle or, or the Twitter name Kemba Walker for MVP, so we know who they're a fan of. Are you worried about the bench unit
0: at all?
2: A little bit, yeah. Uh, they're obviously not going to have the same depth. Uh, I think it's... I. One guy I, I've sort of identified as having an expanded role is going to be Shemi Ojula just because of what he can do defensively. You know, if he can just knock down that three with a little more consistency, I think you're going to see more of him. Hmm. Um, and I think it opens up, you're going to see two rookies really playing a much bigger role than usual. I think Grant Williams, based on what we saw from him last summer, is just has such a well-rounded game, and he's just such a smart player. Uh, you're going to see you're going to see some regular minutes from him, and I think Carson Edwards can get off the shot against anybody. They're going to need that kind of pop. So, you know, I think the bench is going to be a big question mark, but it's going to be very intriguing.
1: A couple of the guys you just mentioned that takes us into our next question well from uh, Kevin Coakley wants to know what's your expectation for the center position because there's Cantor who we just heard from who's uh, I think the consensus opening night starter but he wants to know does Robert Williams time Lord have a shot to finish the year as a starter and what can we also expect from Vincent Poirier, who, you know, some people watched him in the World Cup, but generally we don't know a lot about him. And just to round out the question, could Brad go small with Shemmy, with Daniel Tice, even Grant Williams, or or really small every once in a while with Marcus Smart? It's a lot to take in for Uh, you.
2: I think uh, they're going to go small, but ultimately they're going to get burned that way, I think. Uh, You still have to have some presence, uh, and I think it can... You know, Poirier is basically just this big brawny rebounder, and they need that physical element. He'll give them some physicality. Uh, Cantor, obviously, is a good rebounder. If anything, they'll be a better rebounding team than last year. But, you know, Robert Williams is really intriguing. I They seem to be very pleased with what he did in the summer league. I thought that he really didn't show a lot offensively, and they're still waiting to see what he can do that way, but his rebounding was better. I mean, if he's, if he is going to eventually emerge as a starter, he just has to do more at the rim. You know, he is the perfect rim roller. You know, he'll be a great lob guy, but you know, I think that requires a little more confidence. We'll see how that goes. I mean, you know, Cantor is, I agree. He's, he's, Probably going to be your starting night center. I mean, he's going to force you to play different defensively. One thing I'm wondering about with him to protect him a little bit because he gets killed in pick and rolls. Do you start playing more zone? Mm-hmm. I think you might see more of a zone team out of Brad this year. You know, they sort of experimented with it in spots last season, but you know the the defensive presence you need would come from Williams. So it. He has to develop his offensive game a little more. But I think he's the guy. The other thing, to be honest, Cantor is tremendous. I mean, he's everywhere. You see more on social media from him mm-hmm. than you do from Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, if you suddenly put him on the bench and his minutes go down, he he's can complain. known to get a little upset.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Although and at least he came in here hopefully maybe understanding his role, but maybe not. Maybe he's looking to rejuvenate his career.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You you know, but offensively, he's he's a really gifted player. He's one of the best old-style bigs in the game. Uh, I don't trust that he's going to be shooting threes, but we'll see about that
1: yeah not only do I not trust it I don't want to see it but I that's that's my view of uh of of the game you know what it was versus what it is as well but since we're talking about bigs Patrick wants to know and I don't know if you've started thinking ahead about this at all or 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 doing your research to just looking at other teams and who may be available but he wants to know which big men might come available this year in the event the Celtics need to go and acquire one
2: I think there's Always the possibility. Uh, Right now, you're pretty loaded with bigs. You know, I mean, there's always the chance that a Gazal, Mark Gazal, could free up. And I'm sure Danny will have his eyes on that, although I think that's a little bit down the road.
1: The Raptors aren't going to be what they were last year, so they could potentially be looking to sell at some point.
2: A guy like that could free up again, especially, you know, I feel bad for Toronto. I would have loved to see that team stick together. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it was a one-shot deal. Um, At least they made the most of it. But a guy like this all could, yeah. I don't know the deal that Robin Lopez signed, but he's a guy that they've always liked. Mm -hmm. And he's more, you know, he's a basic, terrific defensive player, rebounder. He can hit the open
1: 15-footer, you know. Well, another option which they is can what, certainly which consider. Which is what you're
2: going to, you know, he's better defensively than canter.
1: Someone who tweets at us frequently and a loyal listener of the show, Celtics Canada, wants to know which C's rookies will have the biggest impact this season. This person believes Carson Edwards. I have talked a lot about believing that uh, Grant Williams is going to step in and, and really fill a significant role. You talked about both those guys already, but if you had to pick, you know, the one guy that you think is going to have the biggest impact, who's it going to be?
2: I think it'll be Grant Williams just because he does so many things well already. He's a good defender, good rebounder, does the basics. I mean, Edwards, his whole thing is going to, I mean, he you know, he was a great summer league defender and he's for his size, surprisingly good that way in college. But his one thing is going to be his ability to sort of heat up, you know, microwave type of player. Yeah. But I, but I agree with you about Grant Williams. I think he's just such a solid pick. I mean, I when you see him, you're you're just kind of surprised that he drifted so deep in the draft.
1: Well, we don't have a clue, too, you know, sort of the, the giant X factor. Like, we spend so much time talking about Carson Edwards, who could be a steal, obviously, in the second round. Grant Williams, late first round, what he's capable of. Their first pick, Romeo Lankford, Yeah, we haven't seen anything yeah. from because of the thumb surgery and and he was hampered in college last year played through it to his credit but didn't shoot well as a result and there was a a new report just in the last couple of days that he's been cleared for full basketball activities to start training camp which is terrific is there any way that knowing how looking at all the different positions and just the makeup of this team where the celtics have have you know one too many guys versus where they don't is there any chance that langford comes in and opens a whole lot of eyes because we didn't have the privilege of seeing him in summer league
2: He'd really have to hit it out of the park, I think. Uh, you know, he really, if ever there was a guy who needed summer like it was him. And it right. just wasn't going to happen. I think, uh, you know, they they say, and you really didn't see it last year at Indiana, but they say he's an incredibly gifted offensive player. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that really happens in training camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. But I, I I think he's you know, an outside shot at best.
1: I Maybe it takes I, him a year I to get I, there, show his potential.
2: Yeah, I think he's gonna be a career red claws scoring leader or something, hmm. you know. That's
1: that's not that's a good sort of first round you pick. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break today. Today's show is brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. Football season, it's underway, we're a couple weeks in, in fact week three has already started, and you got a whole lot of action on the way today, betonline.ag. It's the only place you want to go to cash in on the gridiron this year. You can bet on every spread, every money line, all the overs, the unders, everything. Take a shot at who is going to win the Super Bowl if you want, the Patriots, plus 450. Don't forget, you can make custom player props at betonline.ag as well. You can play uh, any player, any stat, any game, BetOnline. We'll give you a line for it. Get in on the action today. CLNS's sportsbook partner, betonline.ag, 50% bonus on your first deposit of $55 or more. Use the promo code CLNS50 to qualify for the bonus. Again, that is CLNS50 at betonline.ag. Let's get back to Mark. Speaking of rookies, uh, one last Twitter question here from Frosty Bias. Is there any way Taco Fall does not make the 15-man roster? Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a chance he doesn't. I think it's uh, more likely he doesn't.
2: Probably. Yeah, I'd, I'd 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 love to see it happen. I think that if you can, I've talked with I've talked with Steve Belpett about this. We were talking about that every day we saw him during the summer. He's he would be a great situational guy, mm-hmm. you know, to garden inbounds pass to. You know, you, uh, you've you got three seconds on the clock and you're inbounding and you need somebody's hands at the rim because he looks like he has hands, which surprised me.
1: Well, for like a guy who's closing in on eight feet tall, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he literally can dunk without leaving his feet. It's unbelievable. You know? But but it's, for uh, that type of thing, I mean, I think it's worth having a player like that in your lineup. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, you know, talk, Taco Mania, you know, was just crazy out in Las Vegas. Yeah,
1: and absolutely
2: nuts. Were cheering him before he checked into games and stuff. Uh, but he's got a long way to go. Uh, you know, but other teams are aware from now. And if he doesn't make the roster, he's fair game, right? Under that Exhibit 10 contract.
1: Right. Unless they can free up a two-way contract and sign him to that and obviously send him to the G League. But as of right now, they don't have right. one available. Right, right. So,
2: and you don't know if In Taco said he believes he deserves to be on that roster. Maybe he'll go somewhere else if there's an offer.
1: Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, if, if it's between yeah. the choice yeah. of, you know, staying in the Celtics organization but going to Maine versus going literally anywhere in terms of an NBA team... How do you not take that? Right. He 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 shouldn't. He doesn't have to have any loyalty to Danny Ainge for any no, reason. No,
2: no, no. And I I think uh, you know of all the people who are encouraged by what they saw out of him, the person who was most encouraged was talk on himself.
1: Right. No. You I know? and I He's, think there uh, are some bad teams out there that will have roster spots to fill that may be willing to take the flyer and see if they have you know another minute bowl on their hands.
2: Yeah, maybe he'll be catching lobs from Terry Rozier.
1: <laughs> that would be something at least we know he wouldn't have to yeah. jump
2: although that's the worst guy to throw up Actually, <laughs>
1: that's, but, yeah. that's very true let's go back to Cantor, and thanks to everyone for your questions i'll get to some other stuff now that uh, i i was already thinking about Cantor spoke about his role on this team and you already acknowledged obviously if if things were to go south minutes wise maybe he complains about that he has historically so it's not like you're speculating that's just looking at the evidence He, though, doesn't seem to view himself as that kind of guy. He actually, you know, sounded like the the anti-Kyrie Irving uh, in in terms of a variety of areas anyway when he was chatting with, again,
0: NBC Sports Boston. Here's some of that. For me, the most important thing to be the glue guy be the good locker room guy be the guy that who brings positive energy i think that that is what most important matter because we know we're all good basketball we're we, we play in nba we're all good basketball players talented players but i think for us for me the most important thing is just bring the guys together because i've been in the league for nine years i mean i think it's, just, it's all about hustling and it's going out there and grinding will he bring guys together
2: i think Yeah, I I think he is an incredibly positive person. And maybe he learned a few things in Portland where, you know, he – well, Nurkic got hurt, obviously. But, you know, the the minutes distribution on that team was a little more even. Maybe, you know, maybe he learned what it takes to be part of a playoff team. Uh, Yeah, it – could be and you know what if it comes down to that what he can do offensively that might be the that might be the boost the bench needs
1: It'd be nice. You know, they've been lacking a player of, of that style in some ways. I mean, not the the archaic big, like you said, but he's uh, he's obviously one of the better ones this league has to offer who still plays that style game, as long as we just don't get him married to taking those three-pointers like we acknowledged before. But uh, uh, one more from Cantor here, and then we'll do some other stuff. He's already fully bought in on Boston's chances this year. Grant Williams has said some of the same things that you'll hear from Ennis as well. There's There's a lot of... Internal.
0: I'm not going to call it hype. Last year was hype. This year we'll call it confidence. Here's what he said. Well, only thing we need to do is just distract the outside, outside voice and just focus on what we need to focus and then j- just go out there and have fun. Thing you know p- people are always t- talking about all the Eastern Conference. We got Milwaukee and Philly, but I think I think we have ready something very special. I feel like we can beat every team on every, every floor if we stay together because I, I see the guys in the locker room willing to learn, hardworking guys, and then the man. I never worked with a guy like Brad, Coach Brad. He's amazing, man. I mean, I see this guy is so down to earth. I I saw this one time. We finished the practice, right? And then he was playing one-on-one with the ball boys.
1: So, obviously, Ennis is excited about Brad Stevens as well. I know a lot of people still feel that way, but there are a segment of fans uh, and media members and whomever else that are a bit down on Brad after last year's collective underachievement. wasn't all on Brad. That's why I stress collective. And and I majority of it was not on Brad. In fact, he might be the, the smallest piece to that puzzle, but still gets a share of that blame pie. How much do you think that he learned from that disappointing year going into this new season?
2: Well, I think he learned a huge amount. And, you know, and he hasn't really talked about it yet. Uh, but the reason why he's learned a lot is because, you know, he shares in that blame, as you said. Uh, you know, I've got to do a report card at the end of every season. Last year, I gave him a C. He, I thought he did a very average job. I mean, he wasn't able to patch up what was going on in the locker room. And I'm not sure anybody can patch up uh, what happens with Kyrie Irving, you know.
1: Find out uh, in Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, we will. And, you know, you think Kyrie was frustrated last year. He has a less... I mean, I I love some of the players on that Brooklyn roster, but he's going to be by himself until Durant comes around. Mm. You know, where's his patience going to be at? So, you know, but he wasn't able to really find a common ground with Kyrie, even though both guys have said otherwise. Uh, And he wasn't able to get consistent. You know, he wasn't able to... Cole Tatum along. Uh, there's just a lot of things that didn't happen last year. That part of that falls on the coach, uh, and I think that you know with Kemba, Kemba is you talk about the anti Kyrie. I think Kemba Walker is the anti Kyrie. Uh, I think Cantor, his whole attitude has been the same. And I think, and I think that uh, having four guys on that World Cup team was a great early bonding experience, especially since they're all your main guys, basically, you know, they're, they're going to come back unified as opposed to what happened last year when they just came back thinking a little too much of themselves.
1: I'm inclined to agree with you, but let's just, because you brought it up, let's take that in a different direction. Team USA Mm -hmm really disappointed at the feeble world cup in in most people's eyes i mean 7th place even if sure. you want to say they weren't a, a favorite to win the gold because of the lack of talent on that team and and no superstars 7th place is that's just bad I, I don't care what you want to say about parity oh, in, in the world game it's yeah. it's it's terrible so yeah. still you know i i guess reputation allowed them to maintain the top spot in the world rankings and looking ahead to the Olympics last year and all of that. But there there has been excuse making for the performance because again, so many guys declined to participate on this team. Kemba Walker was the best player on this team, but they're really they've been branded this Summer's Group as losers basically. So since that group did as you said, include four presumed Celtics starters or at least four key members of the Celtics if they don't all start, Will that stigma have any negative impact going into this NBA season on them? I don't think so.
2: I think I think they should be able to compartmentalize just the four of those guys being together and getting to know each other. I think that there's gonna be growth out of that. I mean, yeah, they 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 played abysmally as a team in the World Cup. But for one thing, I don't think they had enough bigs. I think they suffered from a serious the World Cup team suffered from a serious interior deficiency, uh, but I th- I think that the four Celtics and Marcus Smart. I mean, the one thing, you know, I'm a big smart guy, mm-hmm. but I I think that Marcus Smart has emerged as the leader of this team once and for all.
1: I agree with you, and
2: and I th- I think. You know, I think, you know, they don't like to give that captain's title out. The last one who had it was Rondo, but I think they didn't want to do that game. one either. <laughs> no. But I, I think you should just give the title to smart and just let it grow from there. But I think that I think I, I think there was a real benefit to having those four guys there, regardless of the result.
1: Well, you're you're preaching to the choir on give the seat a smart thing because I've I've spent a lot of time this summer on that very topic because again it's the summer so what else are we going to talk about and I'm I'm a a big supporter of of you know Brad getting away from his no captains policy that he basically has and uh, and and just giving it to the clear as you said leader of this team especially with Al Horford gone that and I thought that Smart was more of a leader than Horford in a lot of different ways anyway but. With the fact that yeah. he is gone now, it it is just so clearly Marcus Smart, and he's the longest tenured guy, and he's improved year by year. He's around a while. He's got his contract. Yada yada yada. Again, I, I've done this before. I won't I won't bore any mm-hmm. listeners who have already mm-hmm. heard my spiel. But uh, and also to your point about avoiding negative stigma one smart missed multiple games he was banged up Tatum didn't play after game two and uh you know wasn't really part of of the meltdown that's a different team you would think with a healthy Jason Tatum right. on it as as opposed to the losses that they took in those games and Jalen Brown's playing time was inconsistent maybe that's partially because it, it wasn't warranted that he play more but you can look at it and and Kemba Walker Uh, really only had one dud in the whole tournament. He was overall pretty good. So you can defend it if you want to. If you want to put on the green rim glasses, you can defend it. But this was interesting. Uh, Just looking ahead to the future. So my producer, Evan Valenti, he was just checking out the Celtics' salary cap. He noticed that as of now, Boston only has six guys under contract for the 21-22 season. So that's Kemba, Smart, Robert Williams, and then this year's top three draft picks. And that's it. And it's only... Two Mm -hmm. seasons away, you know, it's this year, the next year, and then this is what we're talking about as of right now. That doesn't include Mm -hmm. potentially and hopefully re-signing Tatum and Brown like we talked about. But again, with just that on the books... How do you think Danny Ainge views the flexibility as he works to build this group into a contender again? Because there'd be a lot of space available. I don't think it's likely, but Giannis Attentacumpo is going to be a free agent that summer if he doesn't sign a deal sooner. How do you think Danny's looking at this as as he and Mike Zarin both and and others, Austin, whomever else, are looking ahead a couple of years?
2: Oh, he would he would he would make the if it was the right trade, he'd make it tomorrow. Uh, I think I think one. One target, and his name sort of came up over the last year, was Carl Anthony Towns. There's, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the last year in his deal is, but you know that that kind of player, you, you know, he'll always be in the market for that. And I, I, I just continue to think of Jalen Brown, uh, though he's a, although he improved last year, I just continue to think of him as being a trade chip.
1: he could be i'm looking at it right now carl anthony towns just so uh we can educate our audience a little bit and he's a free agent in 2024 so a few it, years down the line he's yeah, got some time but yeah on the other hand minnesota is notoriously impatient they trade right. away their assets routinely mm-hmm. he's only 23 yeah. years old too yeah yeah you yeah, know and he got he
2: he sort of there's a bit of a stigma on him after the whole Jimmy Butler experience, right? You know, Butler threw everybody under the table, which he does all the time. <laughs> but uh, I mean, under the bus, under the table, yeah, same but, story. But it, but it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's always going to be a guy like that for Dan.
1: Yeah, good dollars too yeah. in in the grand scheme of where the of course the league is going. I mean, hell, even right now you like the contract cuz he's uh, his new 5-year deal, the Supermax deal kicks in this year and uh mm-hmm. he's and making over the course of the contract, it's it's anywhere between $27 million and $36 million. Overall, it's a yeah. five-year, five $158 million deal. So, you know, mm-hmm. for for a guy that's going to be 27 and basically just entering his prime when it runs out. So you'd uh, right. ha- happily take somebody like that on the roster. You'd have to give up a boatload to get him, I would think. But then again, like sure. you said, who knows? Minnesota often not giving away its assets, but, uh, you know, making a lot of interesting deals.
2: We'll, uh, well, what happens with them is they always seem to be starting from scratch. Right. So they're always taking young players. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, that's one possibility. You may have to take Andrew Wiggins along with it. but
1: I yeah. like Wiggins. I mean, not for the money he makes, but I like the player. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, he gets a bad rap for, you know, he hasn't really improved, as we know, but he gets a bad rap for, for having... This, I think, there are a lot of people look at him and just say he sucks, and and he's had this terrible NBA career. The guy's consistently put up eighteen, nineteen, twenty points a game. He hasn't been bad. He just hasn't, no. you know, lived up to expectation.
2: I think he, you know, he's sort of a one way player. I don't think you see a lot of a lot out of him on the other. At the other end of the floor, but he, yeah,
1: there, there's this
2: perception that he's kind of a low energy guy.
1: Right. Well, he is that. Or doesn't he's he's care a much enough, more talented you know, Jeff Green.
2: Didn't help that.
1: What? He's an infinitely more talented Jeff Green. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> in, in some ways.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. When I was, you know, looking at Jalen over the last couple of years, occasionally during those periods when you're just. Waiting to maybe see more, you know. He reminded me of a kind of a backcourt Jeff Green, but it's you know a lot of talent. And like I said, I mean, he's. I think he showed some improvement towards the end of last season.
1: Mark, this was a lot of fun. Hopefully, you're able to uh, dust off some of the rust to get you ready for the season. Oh, absolutely! You're gonna go up (laughs) and have a lobster roll in Maine this weekend. That'll. Take care of it there you go enjoy that and uh boy training camp right around the corner i really appreciate you coming yeah. on as always we'll do it again as we get closer to the season thanks Adam take care great stuff from mark and uh you know like uh, like i said to him we're just we're all getting the cobwebs off, right? And I mean, maybe less so for me because I'm doing this every week for some of these guys who are typically in their summer hibernation. We're just, we're getting everybody ready for Celtics basketball. NBA season is right around the corner and uh, I think we've had plenty to chew on today. So thanks again to Mark, to uh, producer Evan. Thanks to Nick, Larry, John, everybody at CLNS Media. You can follow us. Well, get me on Twitter at Adam M. Kaufman. Always appreciate talking with you. And uh, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, search Celtics or Celtics Beat. It'll pop right up. Subscribe. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, CLNS Media, for all sorts of player, coach, practice, everything sound, uh, not only with the Celtics, but every other team. You're getting a lot from the Patriots right now and our various reporters that are consistently out in the field and doing their thing. So always good stuff. You should pop up, get a whole lot of new videos. And on iTunes... Be great if you leave us a, a rating, a review, that stuff again. Always appreciated. This season's right around the corner. Show brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We got plenty more coming up for you. Exciting stuff in the weeks ahead. In the meantime, Gino, get us out.